What's up, food friends? I have a killer interview for you guys today. It's going to be so good. I am meeting with my new friend, Eileen. She is a trauma therapist, and we're going to talk about what trauma is, what it does to the brain, and how it hijacks you and keeps you stuck. Now, I have to tell you, I'm really excited for this interview and getting ready for it. I'm sitting here having my snack, so my blood sugar's not low when I go into it for you guys. I'm having actually a really good snack. I'm having these dried tangerines with pistachios. So good. If you guys haven't had this as a snack, put it on your grocery list. Dried tangerines and pistachios loaded with vitamin C and a mineral called manganese, which is one of my favorite minerals because manganese is a mineral that is part of the process that helps us generate internal antioxidants. And as I'm getting a little older, I want more of those for lots of reasons. I want to keep my skin looking healthy. I want my cells healthy. I want my body ready to fight cancer at any given moment. You know, all of those things. So I'm going to do what I can. And this snack nutritious and delicious. So add that to your grocery list. All right, friends, before we dive in, I wanted to let you know my Fuel Her Awesome e-course is completely updated for you guys. I'm so excited about this. I published this course about a year ago, and after having so many women go through it, I collected feedback, worked with y'all, and added the missing pieces. So I feel really good about where this is at today for you ladies. Some of the updates that I added include a full module called body bully takedown where we actually really debunk diet culture, some of the body bullying thoughts, and we start there. And then I have a whole module on values-based goal setting. So really getting granular with what your values are, how to identify them, how to get rid of the ones that may have been imposed on you by our culture or family or expectations, but really getting acquainted with what's most important to you in addition to so many more tools. And one of the main pieces of feedback that I received was that you know, gosh, I'm just so busy. I don't have time to do this. Guess what? Every single module is now available in downloadable audio format. So you guys can download it and listen to it on the go, just like you're listening to this today. So be sure to check it out. Head on over jessbrownrd.com. Click on courses. All the details are there for you guys. All right, let's go ahead and dive into today's topic. I know this is a heavier topic, but y'all life is real. Life is hard and trauma is a part of that. I wish it wasn't, but it is. And today we're going to be talking about what it does to our brain if we don't find the tools and the support we need to look at our trauma and do the trauma work, it hijacks us. And today we're talking with Eileen about developing resiliency and working through the hard stuff in life. So excited for this one, guys. It is a heavier topic, but I think, you know, life isn't always sunshine and rainbows. And we bring a lot of that here, but sometimes we got to dive in deeper and do this deeper work. So thanks for being here today. What's up, food friends? Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Jazz, and if you're new here, I'm so happy you are here. I am a body bully warrior, food freedom guru, nutrition nerd with a capital RD, get it, for registered dietitian. I am here to help you become an empowered eater. I'm dishing out nutrition fun with a side of science as we learn how to let go of guilt and that all or nothing mentality. I am in your corner cheering you on because I know you have this inner awesome and we just need to fuel it right. We need to fuel it with the right food, the right mental thoughts, the right relationships. I'm here to fuel your awesome with the nutrition info that supports you, empowers you, mental strength training, and confidence that radiates regardless of your body shape. You know you hold an inner awesome and I know you know this because you're here. You downloaded this podcast, you're listening, you're tuning in. So if you're ready to be the healthiest version of yourself, 
here we go. Food freedom means food is just food, and you can channel that energy you used to use to obsess about food in your body. Now we take that energy and we can channel it towards serving your purpose, your family, your work, your inner awesome. It's so crazy how there's this ripple effect when we allow ourselves to be the healthiest version of ourselves. Our family feels it, our work feels it, girls, the world needs it. I'm stoked to be in your corner. Be sure to connect with me on Instagram at JessBrownRD or check out all my resources, JessBrownRD.com. All right, Superwoman, are you ready to channel that inner awesome? We're going to take it up to the next level. Let's dive into today's show. Friends, I am so excited today. I have a super special guest for us. Her name is Eileen Smith. She is a somatic experiencing practitioner whose work is rooted in the principles of attachment theory and Eastern philosophies. She integrates several modalities into her practice, including talking, touch work, and movement to help clients develop deeper and safer relationships within and increase capacities for resilience and joy. And you guys know we talk a lot about resilience on this show here, which I think is linked to joy. So I'm super excited to talk to her today. Eileen is the author of Moving Beyond Trauma, The Roadmap to Healing from Your Past and Living with Ease and Vitality. It's an Amazon bestseller that shows readers how to bring the body into the trauma healing process. She holds a master's degree in mental health counseling and exercise physiology. She's a certified professional coach and through the Grow Training Institute and has completed the three-year training program with Somatic Experiencing Institute founded by Peter Levine, which guys, that is an epic name in the therapy world. So if you guys don't know who he is, that means she's coming with some incredible experience. I'm really excited to talk to her today. In addition to her private practice, Eileen offers workshops and trauma healing. Guys, she's got so many resources, but today she is our resource. And I am excited to welcome you today. Welcome from Arizona, Eileen. Thank you. I'm happy to happy to be here. I'm so glad you and I finally connected to do this. Yes. Now, are you born and raised in Arizona? No, I'm a New Yorker, but I've been, oh. I've been here. I've been here 19 years, so it's it's home for me. It is. Yeah. So you prefer it over the city life? Well, we're becoming a city, actually. But <laughs> it's all of a sudden it's starting to get crowded here, and um, it's we're getting a lot of California and Washington State people. So we're getting busy. It's yeah, getting, it's a little bougie here. For I sure. can <laughs> I can see that because you're in Scottsdale, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, now you do some, your work is focused on trauma and I want to dive right into what trauma is and what it isn't. And I think a lot of folks, when they hear this word, get a little intimidated. Like I'm even thinking, I have a client right now I'm working with who, when I even say that word, she shuts down, you know, it feels big. Scary and big. Yeah, of course. So how do you explain trauma to people? What is it? So it's a great question and it's such a good place for you and I to start this conversation. So people often think about trauma as an event, but it's truly the energy that gets locked in the body around real or perceived threat. So, you know, and that that explains why maybe 10 people experience the same thing and have 10 different reactions. And to the degree that you become traumatized has a lot to do with how you've gone, how resilient you were going into the experience and how safe you felt in the aftermath of the experience. So, and the way I work is, you know, the somatic experiencing process is really about working with that energy that gets locked in the body and restoring the sense of, restoring someone's sense of safety so that they can move through their life with with more presence and um, a greater ability to be able to articulate their experiences and be able to actually engage in life and be in the in their 
in the social engagement system. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's all those things go into how I work with trauma. Now, I noticed when you described it, you talked a lot about the body's response to something. You didn't really say anything about a specific event, which I think is really key because from my understanding, which I am not by any means the expert, but I did hear once upon a time that there's something called big T trauma and little T trauma. And I think that kind of plays into why you didn't reference an event, rather the body's response. So can you talk a little bit about the types of events that stimulate this response and what might show up for someone? Yeah. So, you know, I, it's funny because we, we do, we think of this big, big T event, such as a car accident or an assault or something major, but the reality of it is that most people have actually experienced a series of little T's that have created this cumulative chronic stress in the nervous system. And so I like to, so if you've had a big T experience, and you're coming out the other side of it, and you're really having a hard time restoring your sense of safety, I think there's probably been more little T's along the way that haven't been resolved that, that make the big T really big. So, and I, and I, I I don't, I kind of don't look at trauma that way because I think I, I, because I really look at it as what's involved and what's happening with the nervous system. And so when, you know, we talk, we use this word um, complex PTSD and versus PTSD and complex PTSD is really a series of events of chronic stressful experiences throughout life that will dysregulate the nervous system. So I'm always thinking when somebody comes to my office, I'm always looking at, at the bigger picture of how each stressful event, you can call it little T's if you want, has created this accumulation of complex, complex trauma and is getting in the way of somebody, you know, functioning the way they really want to be functioning or getting in the way of a person um, not recovering from an eating disorder or addiction or whatever it is. Because once we can restore the sense of safety, you're generally not going to use those maladaptive behaviors to manage the stress. That's so good. So can you talk a little bit more about what happens to the nervous system when people experience these stressful events? Sure. So the nervous system, it gets hijacked. So if you think about our stress physiology of fight, flight, or freeze, those mechanisms are only um, supposed to be for acute um, experiences. So, right, because they're your defense mechanisms. And, and when you sense danger, you're going to go into using your defense mechanisms to defend, right? When, when you've had a series of, of traumas or stressful experiences along the way, often what happens is that stress physiology gets stuck in the on position. So the body is always sensing danger when danger is not present maybe fight or flight didn't work. So the system is now in a freeze. And and that's the person always people like, oh, you look so mellow. You look so chill. But inside there's like the tectonic plates of an earthquake sort of, you know, (laughs) a volcano or an earthquake happening inside. So the work with those clients would be, we have to get them out of the, the freeze state. And actually when we, when we start seeing them going to fight or flight, I'm like, oh, we're getting somewhere. Oh, so you welcome that. That's a good 
for the person that's been in the freeze for sure. Yeah. Can I love that. So I like how you noted that sometimes like people think you're mellow and they might actually think you're handling things really well when inside the tectonic plates. That's such a, I love the visual that gives me. Can you explain some other red flags that might present in someone that has unresolved trauma? Sure. Um, a lot of times a person that has had unresolved trauma will have a lot of overreactivity or underreactivity to situations in the moment. And you're on the other side of it and you're looking at it like, what did I say? Why is this person freaking out on me? Mm. And trauma really has no sense of space or time. So if you still are, if you have this unresolved trauma, your system is still going to believe that it's in that trauma in the present moment. So they're going to react. That person's going to react to everything in the present as though they're in the past in that dangerous situation. Oh, wow. So that keeps people stuck. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of, it kind of, it's very easy for me as a practitioner to see when this is happening for people, right? That overreactivity. Yeah. I, I can imagine it'd be easy to see from like that side of the office. Right. But what do you notice about people that you're speaking with? Do they have a hard time actually seeing that? You know, a big part of my process with my clients is education. And I believe that by educating and helping somebody make sense of what doesn't feel cohesive or, or they're just kind of perplexed with why am I feeling this way? The education process sort of gives them this, oh, so there's nothing, you know, there, this, there's an explanation for this. And by doing that, we're then able to help, I'm able to help that person start to build that safe container within themselves. But education is the first thing I do with my clients. That's great. So educating them on what trauma is. Yeah. And how the nervous system functions and why their nervous system is acting this way since they've had all this, you know, these chronic, chronic stress, chronically stressful events. Yeah. I would imagine that would take some of the, like the crazy off, right? Like I'm not crazy. I'm actually going through something and my body's reacting the way it should react the way it's biologically programmed to react. And that, and that, that, those reactions served a purpose. They were there. I mean, they tell us a lot. They it's, it's the person's um, will to live. Mm. When you use those survival mechanisms, you, you want to live. It's a good sign. Yeah. It's a good sign. So it's really helping somebody understand that and then explaining how we've got to get them out of this stress physiology so that they can, they can live more fully. Yeah. Yeah. So once they understand where they're at, what are your next steps that you take with clients? Oh, it's such a good question. There's so many different ways to go, but the big piece for clients, and I can spend with, I can spend a long time on this with a client is we have to get them to be their own observer. And because so much of what happens in the process is that, you know, you spin like that. And that's you either future tripping or you're living in the past, what you could have done differently. So we have to stop all that noise and actually be able to bring the, the person into the present and help have them observe. Like I notice that I'm spinning out. I notice that I keep ruminating about yesterday rather than get into the ruminations. And so ob- ob- observation is, it helps us bring more presence. And then once, once that piece is more intact, we can start building what I call a somatic vocabulary. So somatic meaning the body and helping a person become more embodied and actually be able to put words to their 
sensory experiences. So by doing that, we start restoring the sense of safety in the body. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, so for people that have no idea what somatic experiencing is or, you know, how you eat, what embodiment is, because I think those are words that, you know, they're normal in our field and in, when we're working yeah. with eating disorder recovery, but I think a lot of folks don't know what that is. Can you dive more into what somatic experiencing is? So somatic experiencing is a body-based therapeutic modality that works with the most primitive part of the brain to restore the body to its sense of safety. So if you think about other therapies like a cognitive behavior therapy, those types of therapy, they're what we call top-down approaches. So they're working with the executive functioning part of the brain. What they don't do is work with that, that survival physiology. So somatic experiencing is really a bottom-up approach. So while talk therapy is great and helps us create a deeper understanding of who we are and our history and all that, what it doesn't address is that is, is to turn off that, that survival physiology and work with those primitive instincts. So the big idea behind somatic experiencing is that we're going to have, because that trauma energy is locked in the body, we need to have some sort of biological completion to reset the nervous system, restore the sense of safety, file the trauma memories where they belong and be able to move on in a more joyful way in our lives. Oh, that's amazing. I, you know, and I love how you say that like talk therapy is great because it is right. And we can sit there and we can say positive affirmations and we can do all the things, but if that underlying physiology is heightened, we're really, we're like chasing our tail. Yeah. I always like to say it's, it's really helping the body and the brain move in the same direction. Mm, so good. So good. Now what happens in the brain when trauma is processed or resolved? What changes do you see? Oh God, so many people tend to be more socially engaged because that the social engagement system, which is the, one of our, our highest systems in our brain, it comes online, right? So we're not, we're not seeing the world as dangerous. So the, your vernacular really starts to change. And, you know, relationally people, people tend to do better. They become more accessible to their emotions. They're able to regulate their emotions better. So they're not over underreacting. There's um, definitely a greater articulation and a, and a much greater sense of embodiment. And so the embodiment piece is because a person will start feeling safe again in their body so that they can, they can actually be in there. Because when, when we've had trauma, you kind of, you kind of check out from your body because it's not safe in there. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you can't even do the work because no, it's intolerable. I love what you said. I want to recap it. Cause I think it was so good. So the first thing you see is people's language changes, like almost like their perception and their mindset shifts. They're more open to relationships, which is wonderful. Cause then we've got support systems. Um, and then emotional regulation is possible. And I love that idea of emotional regulation. Cause I think a lot of people, and I like how you compare it to, you put it into the trauma healing process. Cause I think a lot of folks get stuck there. They're like, I feel this way. And I don't know why. And right. it's really because if we haven't done the trauma healing, what you're saying is like, we're stuck in that fight or flight. So there's no possible way we can regulate emotion. Right. And, and also, I just want to add this, this idea of we're, we're constantly thinking if we understand why we're going to resolve it. And what we really need to do is be with the, what we're experiencing so that we can move through the experience versus move around because the why is just a distraction 
from being with the what. Oh, wow. Yeah. So in order to move past something, we have to move through it. Which is not something people always want to do, right? (laughs) It's uncomfortable, but that's the process, right? To get a person safe enough to be with the discomfort, to just let it move through your system and to lean into it. Yeah. Lean into the discomfort, which is something that I think our culture struggles with. You know, we see discomfort, we want to run like discomfort's bad. Don't do it. But a lot of what you're saying is like, there it is. We need to invite it in, sit with it and work through it because that's where we're going to see the real change. Absolutely. Um, And it's so interesting that you say this because as human beings, you know, we're conditioned to move away from pain, not towards pleasure, but away from pain, right? So we're avoidant creatures. Yes. And that actually takes me back to something you said at the beginning, you were talking about how the effects of trauma might be more or less depending on the person's resiliency going into the trauma. And so what do you notice about people's ability to lean into discomfort at any stage in this process um, and how that shows up in their resiliency capacity? So I think it starts with we have to build resilience. And how do we build resilience? We, ha- we build resilience by resourcing ourselves. So the more resources we have, whether they're internal, right, they're pers- persons, places, or things that make us feel safe. So the more resources we have, the greater our resiliency is going to be. So we, that's, that piece is so, so vital to the process. And, you know, obviously that's the work that I'm going to, I help guide my clients to, but they have to actually create what they need to create outside of our sessions. Yeah. Yeah. They have to do the work. And I just, I really appreciate your touching on resiliency because it is something I think that is just paramount. And like you said, in your, the bio that you sent me, it's linked to joy, you know, yeah. and it's how we can live a life of joy because life's going to happen, you know? Yes. It, it's going to happen. It's and not a, yeah. It's, I would say it's not a matter of when it's a matter or it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Now you have had uh, clearly tons of experience with this. I mean, you wrote a book. Why are you so passionate about this topic of trauma? Well, you know, I've had my own trauma and I, I think what I'm really passionate about is healing trauma. And, you know, I spent, you know, I'll give you a little bit of my personal journey. I spent years in talk therapy. And then When I was in grad school, I was introduced to somatic experiencing and a light bulb went off for me. I'm like, oh my God, this is the missing link. And as a student of the work, I also became a patient of the work. And what I noticed was that my nervous system completely shifted. I was no longer feeling all that reactivity. I felt calmer. I felt more present. I was all the things that I, that I've shared with you. And then in the process of that, my husband died very suddenly. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, for the first time, and thank God I did all this somatic experiencing personal work because it was truly the first time in my life that I actually let people support me and let other people hold space for me. And so much of my trauma history created patterns of me, of me not letting people to support me. I was always, always the support and always thought I needed to go at it by myself. And I, I really surprised myself. So I know, I know how powerful this work is. Yeah. Wow. And you know how incredible, I mean, first of all, I'm so sorry that that is traumatic and 
I mean, to go through that and I love your perspective. I really appreciate how you noticed like building up to it. You had done the work prior to that so that you were able to develop some form of resiliency to get through what is worst nightmare. Right. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, to this day, I still, I still can't believe how resilient my system was to manage it. I didn't, you know, I have, I have a history of eating disorders. There was no eating disorder behaviors. I got out of bed every day and made sure that I, I, um, exercise. I was with friends. I, I was, took really good care of myself through my grieving process. Wow. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. I think I have so much admiration for that and respect for that. And the fact that you push through it, I mean, that's, that is the beautiful story of life and moving through some of these traumas and these, these pains that again, not matter of if it's when, and wow. And I can imagine that's helped you serve other people and support others as they go through the unthinkable. Yeah. I think that you can only take your clients as willing, as far as you're willing to go yourself. So I just know that the more work I do and the more and the deeper I go into my own journey, the more capable I am of, of serving other people. Oh, that's amazing. I am so grateful for the work you do, Eileen, because, you know, unfortunately your experience is not unique. And, you know, I know certainly I have sat with many, many people that have gone through the unthinkable, you know, I know um, my husband's a police officer. And so we've seen some pretty awful things and, you know, it's, I am always looking for that. What is it that helps people get through these things? Because life does happen. And what is it? And I think what's really cool about your story is that not only have you lived it, but you have taken it to heal yourself, heal others and, and write a book, like leave your legacy to support others. It's amazing. Thank you. That's beautiful. Now I do want to talk a little bit about your book because I think you have this, this gift in helping people move through this. Can you tell me about publishing your book and what you're hoping it gives to people and readers out there? Sure. So I wrote this book because I didn't find any books out there that were really written for the lay person. I thought most of the books on trauma were written more for the more clinical books. And I really wanted, I wanted to be able to share this information that it's really not your fault that your, your nervous system is all hijacked. Um, so I, in the book, I really, I really try to explain the basic science behind it. I give case studies. I um, developed a series of questionnaires in the book, and I, I spent a year developing them. So to help a person piece together how their own nervous system functions, so they can start seeing, building this new framework to, to start understanding how their body is functioning in their fight, flight, or freeze mechanisms and how their, how their behavior, how their traumas really impacted their behaviors. And then I go on to, to give a little bit of a whole bunch of exercises in the back of the book to help people start creating more embodiment and to safely get into their bodies. That's amazing. So just to recap, it's the book is called Moving Beyond Trauma, The Roadmap to Healing from Your Past and Living with Ease and Vitality. And they can find that where? Um, on Amazon. Awesome. So we can find it there and I'll definitely link it in the show notes. Now, can you... Um, let us know what other resources you have, other services you can provide for any listeners that might want to learn more about what you do and get your support. 
Sure. So my website is EileenSmith.com. Eileen is I-L-E-N-E Smith.com. And you can find me on Instagram. It's Eileen Smith Healing. And you can, people can always get in touch with me either way if they're interested in doing one-on-one sessions. Awesome. And I am so grateful for you, for your work, for the things you do for this world. I mean, my whole MO on this show is that everybody has an awesome and the world needs it. And your awesome is very, very needed. I know that from just some of the broken things we see in our world. So thank you for what you're doing. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you liked today's episode, the best way you can thank me is head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome Podcast, leave a review and subscribe. Then take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. And if you're looking for more resources, be sure to check out my website, JessBrownRD.com. I've got info on my e-course, Fuel Her Awesome, Food Foundations, my 10-step ebook on how to beat body bullying, and so much more. I cannot wait to chat with you babes again. Until next time, cheers and happy eating.